Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast with Jordan, Warren, and Kyle. It's not too late to turn this off. They've got no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea why I even agreed to do this intro for them. What's up, little boomers? Welcome into the podcast, episode 217. It is just me again, Jordan, all by myself. And I have no one to blame but myself because I was supposed to go to the preseason game with everyone else, Kyle, Warren, Tyler. I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be there and, uh, you know, had the tickets and, you know, the day just got ahead of me and I just came back to my apartment. I was like, I am tired. I do not want to go anywhere. I want to sit on my couch, have a couple, you know bourbon and diets which is my drink of choice also the drink of choice of uh, jeffrey dahmer and i don't i hope to god there's no correlation there i've been watching the documentary on netflix i i had to sleep with my bathroom light on the other day because it kind of freaked me out because i was watching it at nighttime uh so hopefully there's no correlation there we're both from ohio oh it nonetheless i got a little bored on my couch and you know i was like i can I'll do another solo podcast. That That is what I will do. I will do another, another solo podcast. So uh, Kyle, Warren, and Tyler, you're going to you know see this posted in the, in the morning, and you're going to be like, what the hell? He, we, because we talked about doing a podcast this week, but then we realized there was a, a preseason game on Wednesday, which is the day that we typically record, and we're all like, let's just go to the game instead. We'll hit it. We'll, you know, we'll hit the ground running this upcoming week with our preseason predictions. And... Um, but that's not going to be the case because I'm doing a solo episode again. The last one of the season, I promise you. Promise you. Last one of the season, you're not going to have to endure my voice by myself again. All right. So beyond that, there are some things that we can talk about in terms of what's happening in the Blue Jackets world recently. Um, you know, I do have the FOMO, the fear of missing out that I'm not at this Buffalo Sabres Blue Jackets preseason game, but that's okay. That's okay. I've I've seen the text from from Kyle, Warren, and Tyler, and you know they're keeping me up to date on everything I'm missing out on. But that that's okay. I'm here. We're gonna do a podcast really quick. Nothing crazy. Just gonna knock out um, some Blue Jackets content for all of our loyal little boomers out there. And uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So. Let's start things off by uh, announcing Andrew Peak. Well, I'm not announcing it, nor nor is the artillery. It's, it's just been announced. So let's start things off by talking about Andrew Peak has been signed to a three-year contract extension worth 2.75 mil per per season. Uh, so roughly an eight million dollar contract. If you do the math, I don't know. I'm terrible at math, but that sounds like it kind of checks out. Uh, if, if you don't like this deal, I, I don't, I disagree with you. I think Andrew Peak really kind of came into his own, uh, this past season. He really, I, you know, he, he, he emerged into his own identity that I, I was a big fan of this past season. He was a player that every time he stepped out on the ice, I wasn't mad about it. You know, sure. Has he has his, has he had his ups and downs with the blue jackets for sure. Uh, has there been seasons where it's kind of like 
why are we trying to keep up, keep this guy a part of this team? Sure. But I will say last season is when he fully cemented himself as a part of this team that I was like, you know what? I could see him a, a part of this team for a couple of years to come, many years to come, maybe. And the front office and the management said, you know, here's a three-year contract. Be a part of our, our, our team. Be a part of the this vision we have. And I think to me it was a no-brainer. There was a lot of times that Andrew Peake during this season was playing top four in the in the defensive pairings. And I was completely okay with it. And he was also a guy that did he had he had no no hesitations of sticking up for his teammates when they needed to be stuck up for. Is that the right vernacular stuck up for? I don't know. Uh but you know, he would he would come out on the ice and do his thing, do his job, play some good minutes, gritty minutes, put a couple goals up. Um, and yeah, he, he, he grew on me tremendously last year. If it was two years ago and you asked me about peak and should he get a three-year contract extension, I would have been like, I would, I would have hesitated. I, I don't know, maybe, but this past season he, he performed and, and I think the contract is very, very much warranted for Andrew Peak, and I think it's very well-deserved. So congratulations to Peak. I think there's nothing but the best for him um, in terms of his growth here with, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think, you know, from here on out, he's only going to get better. And I'm a big, big fan, big fan of this of this signing from Yarmo and JD in the front office. And I think that, uh, you know, based off of last season, good, good, Good signing. So there is this one guy, though, and maybe he's doing it on purpose. I I don't know. He works for The Athletic, and you got to take The Athletic with a grain of salt because you just don't know what their intent is, and and that's fine. You know, they they have an agenda. They have a market. You know, it's it's you got to pay to pay to play, pay to be a part of what they're doing. And a lot of it's clickbait, and that's fine. And that's fine. I'm not. I'm not dogging it. It is what it is. But there's a guy from the Athletic. His at handle is something so crazy that I just. I'm just gonna call him Dom. That's the the majority of his name is Dom. Uh, and he he was quoted by saying this. He said committing around seven million to Cabranson and Peak is an incredible choice. And it was all lowercase. The names were lowercase. It just seemed kind of disrespectful from my perspective. Again, I don't know the guy, and that's fine. I, you know, he can do what he want. He can he 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 can type what he wants to type. Um, he can write what he wants to write. He can post what he wants to post. Uh, but he also was uh, uh, the week prior also kind of shitting on the Blue Jackets by saying, "You guys added Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau." You sign Patrick Lyon, you're still not a playoff contender. Sorry, you just aren't. That's essentially what he was, you know, his his articles were pointing towards. And to me, I, I'm saying this. So, okay, so we're committing $7 million to Cabranson and Peak, right? Well, does this guy at the Athletic Dom know exactly what the Blue Jackets' needs are? Because apparently he doesn't know what the, our needs are. Because Gabranson, you know, we have the four by four, right? We have the $4 million for four years. A lot of people 
we're like, it's a little high for a guy like that. But at the same time, uh, if you're a team that has certain needs that need to be met, he's a guy that has no problem putting in the minutes that that we seem to lack last season in terms of a big physical presence on the ice. And, and sometimes you might have to pay a little more than what you want to pay. But at the same time, if it works in terms of your cap space, Make it happen, and Yarmo made that happen. JD made that happen. So, who who cares, right? In terms of Andrew Peak, he's a guy that you know was playing top top four defensive minutes over the past season, and he was proving that he belonged there. And we're gonna sign this guy to a three year contract, two point seven five mil AAV. I think that's. I would say that's worth it. I would argue that's worth it. To me, this this guy from the Athletic just doesn't know team's certain needs, right? And he's going to tweet out $7 million for these two players. Incredible choice. I, I, I read that in a sarcastic font because he was also the same guy a week prior saying, oh, you guys added Gaudreau, you signed Line A. Still no shot to make the playoffs. I think this year we are a playoff team. How far we go in the playoffs this year, don't know. Can't tell you. We're still pretty young all around, but I do see massive improvement from just that alone to where we're definitely in the conversation. This guy has us out of the whole conversation. So there's still the hate out there. Whatever, it's there. I don't care. I know it's always going to be there because nobody wants to take Columbus as a credible team. Nobody takes Columbus, you know, takes us seriously. They never take us seriously as a as a as a serious market. Sorry I'm saying seriously so much, but I just did. But uh and, and you know, and also this guy over at the at the athletic, he's also an he's an analytical guy. Uh he's part of the whole analytics part of hockey, which is, you know, if that's your if that's your shtick, great. But at the same time, you also could you also can be wrong. And it's it's proven that you have been wrong many times. And that's okay too, because we are too. But I'm just saying right now that, you know, there are times where people just don't know a certain team's needs and what is going to help this team succeed. And the signings that we have had, I I am fully on board with Yarmo and what JD are trying to do here. And I think it's pretty, pretty awesome in terms of what they are accomplishing uh, in this front office. All right. Anyways, let's move on from that. So it is training camp. It is preseason. There is a vast amount of players that are trying to make the Columbus Blue Jackets this upcoming season. And I want to talk about one player in particular that's getting a lot of hype. And, you know, I hope my hope is the hype pays off. My hope is the is the hype translate in, translates into NHL success. And but at the same time, I don't want us to all get overhyped by this player to where we're, we're disappointed if it doesn't. And that is my that is my main talking point here. So Marchenko, right? So Marchenko, we don't know a lot about him in terms of, you know, his NHL capability because he's obviously never played in the NHL. He is already penciled in into the everyday lineup for this upcoming season. Every single the NHL network, NHL podcast, not even Blue Jackets centered, just just across the board, has Marchenko already penciled in 
as a top six, sometimes a top four. Wow, my my, my math was terrible there. Sorry, a top nine, sometimes a top six forward for this team. And I know he did he did well in Traverse City for the most part, but do we need to lower our, our expectation for a Marchenko? Because we listen, we we've seen Yarmo sign KHL players in the past, and they have not panned out. They haven't panned out. Again, not to say that Marchenko won't pan out. He had 34 goals. He's had 34 goals, 30 assists, 64 points in 114 games in the KHL. Those numbers are incredible, absolutely incredible. And I am not, you know, turning my head to that. I'm acknowledging that he seems to be an incredible player. But the but everybody I'm, I've been talking to is like Marchenko is going to light the world on fire with, with this team. And I just don't want us, I don't want him to be overhyped to where it's an overkill to where we're just kind of like, oh God, what have we got ourselves into? Right? And again, I don't know much about him. I don't. I, I've watched some highlights. I've read some some literature about him. Wow, that was a big word for me. Literature. Anyways, I've read some stuff about him, but there's so much hype around this kid. And I, I hope he pans out. I, I legitimately hope he pans out. I really do. But you got NHL Network sticking this kid top six, top nine forward for the Blue Jackets this season. And we have he's never even touched the ice beyond, you know, preseason. So it's just it, to me it's interesting. And I, I you know, I I have been disappointed multiple times with players that we know nothing about that get overhyped, Bimstrom, Taxier for a couple, and they just really don't amount to much. And so all I'm saying is let's just ease into this Marchenko hype and just kind of, you know, let it unfold as it does. To me, like, you can't expect this kid to come out of the gate scoring 20, 30 goals. You can't expect that, right? You just You just can't. It's 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 too up in the air. It's too unpredictable, especially coming from the KHL. Because again, Yarmo has attempted to sign some KHL players that just have not panned out well. So, all I'm saying is let's just let's just be a little cautious coming into it. See where it goes, and hell, maybe he does pop off, and that's great. And Yarmo, you know, he found a diamond in the rough, and I'm here for that. But at the same time, at I'm 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 hesitant to to get overly hyped about this kid, and I, I I guess I just I just need to see him in action in the National Hockey League because the NHL is far different from the KHL. Sure, there are talented players in the KHL. The KHL is a great league, but the NHL is where you want to be. It's it's the best of the best, and there's no denying that. You can't deny that. So once 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 we put you in there, let's see how you do, Marchenko. And that's no knock on him, you know. That's no knock on him. He's not coming in here trying to like say he's going to light the world on fire. That's that's not him at all. I'm, you know, there's just a lot of hype around him throughout every form of media, and I just want to tread lightly around that because I have gotten my hopes up many times from players that Yarmo has been high on from the KHL and just hasn't panned out. And uh, so we'll see where it goes. But again, he had 
you know, he's had 34 goals, 30 assists, 64 career points, and 114 career games in the show. Tremendous numbers. Amazing numbers. But, uh, again, will that translate to the NHL? It's a wait and see. It is a wait and see. We'll see what happens. So, Johnny Gaudreau made his Blue Jackets preseason preseason debut couple days ago versus the old Pittsburgh Penguins at Nationwide Arena. I believe he had a goal, a couple assists, did pretty good. No surprise there. Uh, the funny thing about all of it, to me, I, again, like no surprise. Johnny Gaudreau is going to he's gonna be a phenomenal player. The fact it's preseason and he put up three points right away, I'm not, not, not surprised. My funny takeaway, though, so the Jackets scored five goals, right? This it was a five. I think it was five to one was the final, right? Five to one. I don't know. Uh, versus the Pittsburgh Penguins in that preseason game at the Schwide. For those of you on Reddit, yes, I just called it the Schwide, and I know you guys Reddit doesn't much care for us, but that's fine. I call it the Schwide. You can you can hate us all you want. Either way, Jackets scored five goals, and he said in a post game interview that he he only jumped for two of them, which he thought was good. Because <laughs> if you have any correlation or any, you know, any remembrance of what Johnny Gaudreau as a Calgary Flame would do when the cannon went off in Nationwide Arena, uh, he would jump for all the goals. When the cannon went off before the game started, like when the Jackets came out of the tunnel to when every single goal was scored, Johnny Gaudreau jumped. He was scared. He hated it. And he said he only uh, only jumped for two of them out of the five. So, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to learn in the preseason. I get it. It is preseason hockey. And, you know, he's getting better. He's learning. He's adjusting. That was his first game in Nationwide Arena as a Blue Jackets player. And, uh, yeah, so he says, you know what? We scored five goals. I only jumped for, for two of them, and that's fine. <laughs> so uh, I, I liked, I liked uh, that quote there. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so speaking of Johnny Gaudreau, though, I do want to talk about this for a second. Uh, if you have not watched yet, so the Blue Jackets, they're producing this incredible behind-the-scenes look at how it, the organization operates and is run and just kind of the day-to-day stuff. It's called Behind the Battle. And I, I'm not getting paid to say this, but I think it is some of the most incredible co- content that the Blue Jackets organization has put out on social media that I have seen from really any organization in terms of the NHL. Period. Uh, it is a it is it is a true look behind the scenes of just the day to day operations of a NHL team. If you haven't checked it out, I think it's on. I know it's on YouTube because that's where I watch it. It's probably on their website. I would imagine you could probably find the link on Twitter or something. But uh, so the, this, this past episode, there's a couple points where I want to talk about here. But the main point was, so they had they had a camera crew in the room as soon as Johnny Hockey essentially agreed to sign with the Jackets. Right. So there was a whole scenario. Rick Nash comes in the room. Rick Nash says like, hey, you know, <laughs> Branson, his buddy uh, just contacted Doris, which is Dorset, saying like, hey. I want to come to Columbus and you just kind of see Yarmo say lean back and say Johnny Hockey. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. 
and, and you know, fast forward a couple minutes, and, and you know, it's it's Johnny Gaudreau. Got Johnny Gaudreau in that minute was like, I want to come to Columbus. And the camera crews being in that room, in that conference room, as it was unfolding, just capturing that moment was absolutely phenomenal. And we kind of talked about it a couple episodes ago because they posted a little clip of it on their social channels. But like the seeing the whole the whole um, behind the scenes of it on the Behind the Battle episode was an incredible piece of work from the Jackets media team and props to them. But the the only thing I want to talk about from I, I set all this up to say this was the quote from Yarmo. This quote from Yarmo Kekalainen, who is so stoic, who is like everything he says is just like he just mafia. I don't know. I don't know the word to describe Yarmo. It's just very just like I feel like if he looks at me, he could probably kill me. Right? I don't know. But his quote, and you got to go back to watch it because I'm not going to play it on the podcast. That's too much work for me to try to edit. But nonetheless, his quote was, oh, my God, Johnny freaking hockey is a blue jacket. That is what he said. Yarmo Kekalainen. He said that. And granted, that was the reaction of every single blue jacket fan ever. It's like, oh my God, we just signed Johnny freaking hockey. But the GM, the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, <laughs> once the once the phone was hung up, said, oh my, uh, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. He used about 20 O's. It was, oh my God, Johnny freaking hockey is a Blue Jacket. <laughs> I, I busted out laughing because you just... You have this perception of Jarmo Kekalainen and his mannerisms and when he's in front of the media and when he has a microphone and when he's at a podium, he's just so to the point, you know. He's just his voice is just so like I there's no words to describe it. And he was he was essentially on the same level of every single Blue Jacket fan ever by saying, Oh my god, we signed Johnny Hockey, but he, I mean he used like 30 O's. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> we signed Johnny Aki. He is a blue jacket. Um, it was great. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to go behind the battle on YouTube. Blue Jackets, props to you guys. You guys do a fantastic job at that whole series. Please keep them up. I, th- I think I speak for all of us fans. They are so well done, so well, so well produced. Um, I feel like you guys have won. If I saw correctly, I think you guys won like a, an Ohio Valley Emmy Award just for how incredibly produced and well done they are. So keep them up. They are fantastic. Also, another takeaway from that whole Behind the Battle episode that I previously watched. Again, I don't know the episode number. They just posted on social media. I watch it. I enjoy it. I love it. Uh, so the Jackets, they're completely like they. So they remodeled their locker room last season. And they're, I think they're currently remodeling their weight room and like essentially any other room that the players have access to uh, in connection to the locker room. And in this particular episode, Elvis and Nyquist are just kind of there in this episode. And they end up getting a tour of the construction. And just to see these guys' overall excitement for the for the little things, right? I feel like the Jackets overall, like, 
their facilities have always been pretty top notch, but you know, they're that they, it's always good to have a refresh every once in a while. And I think the effort they're putting into the facilities for these players is going to have, you know, a staying power with some of these players that, you know, may question, should I come to Columbus? But it's like, you know, there's a, a Columbus is a great city. B the facilities are phenomenal. So yeah, you should be here. And I think, you know, the McConnell's are putting in some of the, some incredible money to, to make improvements here. And, uh, nonetheless, Elvis and Nyquist are, are touring these, the construction, like the, it hasn't even been completed yet. It, there's still hard hats. There's still yellow tape. There's still all types of shit walking around in the lower concourse of nationwide arena where the locker rooms are. And these guys are so excited. They're like, Oh, they're like, Oh, this wall didn't used to be here. We used to walk out of this tunnel right here. Now there's a new tunnel. Oh, this, this, this workout facility. Oh, the locker room. Oh, Oh, the, the, the gym. Oh my God. This is like, the ceilings are higher. That's pretty sweet. So there's like, there's so many little things that these players (laughs) and these two in particular were so excited about that just goes to show that to me, these guys love this city. They they love the love being a part of this team and and seeing the development and the growth of what's happening. And I couldn't be more for it, man. I really couldn't. I I love what's happening here. I think I say all that to say this. Like I love what I'm seeing. I, I really do. I think we have a lot of great guys with tremendous character. I think we have a lot of great guys with tremendous ability, skill. And I, th- I really, truly believe in the first time, <laughs> the first time in 21, 20, I don't know, what is it, 21 or 22 years now, I don't know, of this franchise and of being a fan that there is truly, truly something special on the horizon for this, for this organization. And I think we have a really, really solid group of players from veterans to the, to the, to the young core to recent draft picks. I think we really do have something special here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. It was just like, if you haven't watched Behind the Battle, go watch it. It's worth your time. Trust me. It's 30 minutes of incredible behind-the-scenes content. And, again, I did not get paid to say that. The Blue Jackets are knocking it out of the damn park with that content. And they got to keep it coming because, to me, you know, I don't see a lot of NHL teams putting out that type of that putting out that type of behind the scenes content and for a fan it is spectacular to be essentially you're in the you are you are in the room you're in the room as some of the biggest deals are being made granted yeah you know it's a month or two after the fact but the fact that you get to see actually how it happened when do you? When can you say you've ever get? You know, as a fan, you get to see how deals are made, and they have they they have cameras in there, and it's it's so cool to see, it's so cool to watch. All right, last thing I want to touch on is, uh, I follow obviously Elliot Friedman. He is a big NHL insider, knows a lot of things, has an incredible podcast that you know. I seem to acquire a lot of knowledge from, you know, a lot of times I'm fully invested on the Blue Jackets and I like to listen to his podcast because it gives me a perspective of of all the teams and everything that's going on in terms of the league. And um, so per per Elliot Friedman, uh, he said that uh, there are there are now new projections for the NHL cap space. So. 
it has been rumored for a handful of years that the cap space is going to go up, it's going to increase, which I do think it does need to increase. I think if we're trying to be relevant in terms of the sports, the major sports around us, I think that uh, it is definitely time to increase it. And I think that most, most if all, NHL teams can definitely afford the increase of that. It's a year-by-year increase. I think he has like the next four years is what I think was listed here. Uh, so for 2022-2023, he has $82.5 million, which is nothing, you know, that's pretty much where we're at now. It is this. It is that season, so that would make sense. 2023-2024, it's $83.5 million, so we're talking about potentially a million dollar increase but here's where it gets kind of fun and here's where i'm kind of all about it in 2024 2025 it is a relatively larger increase we're talking about jumping up about five million to 88 million dollars for the cap space and 2025 2026 92 million dollars Again, I mean, this is this is per Elliot Friedman. He says, you know, these are just projections. It's nothing official per se, but uh, he does have a lot of inside information. He's always ones. He's he's always the first one to break all of the major trades. He's the one that I I follow him for all of my hockey in terms of like breaking news. I have he is starred on my Twitter, so like if he tweets anything right away, I see it. On my timeline, I, it gets notified to my phone. I get a vibration because he 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 never really gets anything wrong. He's always right. So yeah, we're talking by 2025, 2026, possibly a 92 million dollar cap space, which I think again, I think most teams, if not all, can afford that. I know the Blue Jackets, the McConnell family, they pretty much always spend up to the cap, and we're talking about Columbus, Ohio, which isn't the biggest market but i would say that we're we're definitely you know on the rise if if not getting there so um yeah i think it's nothing i think that's good for the nhl i think it it needs to rise a little bit so uh any but you know nonetheless i thought that was an interesting uh, tidbit there that i i came across from elliot friedman so um yeah nothing nothing too significant this year or next year but 2024 2025 it could definitely rise significantly and uh i'm here for it i think i think it's about time i think again i think teams can afford it and yeah we'll see where it goes we'll see what happens anyways that's all i wanted to talk about on this episode and again this probably will be the last all by myself episode of the season this just kind of fluked into it there was i had no intent behind it Literally all four of us between myself, Kyle Warren, and Tyler were supposed to be at the game together. They're all there. I'm not there. I was lazy and tired and said, I'm going to just chill at my place. But then I got bored, and I was like, I could knock out an episode. So, again, they're going to hear this tomorrow morning and text me like, what the hell? You did an episode? I, I did. I did. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was. I wasn't trying to exclude you. I just got bored. And, uh, yeah. So anyways, thanks for listening to episode 217, Little Boomers. I love you. Hopefully you enjoyed some of this uh, this episode. And uh, I think for sure, 100% for sure, we're all four going to be back in the same room 
come next Wednesday for our preseason prediction episode. Usually the biggest episode of the season, the most streamed episode of the season. Uh, Hopefully we don't disappoint. Grant said, you know, last season, last season, a lot of people predicted the Blue Jackets to suck, just straight up suck. But I'm fairly, I, I predicted the exact point total that the Jackets would get last season on our preseason prediction episode. So, you know, maybe I do know my shit. I don't know. Me and Warren, I think me and Warren were right there. One of us had the exact win total. One of us had the exact point total. And both of us were like, listen, this team is not rebuilding. They're just restructuring. I forget the term that Yarmo used. I don't remember. And, uh, yeah, in a rebuild year, we finished 500. That's not a rebuild year. That's just a we're trying to figure shit out year, and we're going to be way better next year. And that's, you know, that's what we predicted. And, yeah, so just saying, you're going to want to come back next episode, next week. Is uh, standing standings predictions, player predictions. We're going to have it all for you. And there's all four of us back in the house. Uh, again, one of our most streamed episodes of the year. So get back in here. Enjoy it. Make fun of us. Hate us. Love us. Whatever you want to do. But uh, anyways, long story short, thanks for listening to this, to this episode 217. Uh, I'll see you next week. And all of the other guys, we'll see you next week. See you. See you.